degrees. Let's do this guy. Where should I begin? Oh, Can we talk about this? Say, what are you trying to say? Beyond the usual controversial talk. Blah, 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 blah. On and on and on. Over there. Hello, no. Hello, no. Hey, man, no. One, two, cha-cha-cha. One, two, cha-cha-cha. Prepare yourself. Okay. For Craig. Okay. Preparing a mighty new spectacle here. Articulate. <laughs> stimulating. Yeah. Hit you right in the... There you go. We start becoming a team right now. This is the Craig Collins Show. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, no. On WJBC. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Now your host. He's a good man. Craig. That's right. It's Craig Collins Show. AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, every Tuesday, every Thursday at 2 o'clock, John Davies from WBNQ joins me in studio. Hey, John. Yo. How are you doing? I'm, you know, I'm great, Greg. It's a great day. Honestly, man, the barometer right now for like the beginning of 2020, do you have coronavirus? If the answer is no, you're doing pretty good. I think that that's, you know, that's my barometer. The only thing, like we managed to survive World War III. Right. We unfortunately lost Kobe Bryant, but like, okay. you know, now coronavirus, we'll see. We'll see how this pans you did, out. You did immediately find a downer for me. We're that three was months in, man. We're three months in. We already got three big events that are going yeah. on in the world. So like, fingers crossed. We'll see how this goes. Let me ask you this, uh, since we're kind of starting the show on a coronavirus note i guess um what foods are you do you think you're supposed to stock up on or more importantly like which ones would you stock up on in the off chance you got quarantined legitimately had this conversation with my girlfriend last <laughs> night and then i go into work this morning because i do the morning show get here at five and yeah. it's like okay cool headline boom i'm gonna click that one because this is exactly what i'm thinking the robots are listening to me yet again yep I'm thinking pasta, mm-hmm. right? You Pasta's get the good. pasta, some sauces, yep. you get mm-hmm. some some frozen meals, some frozen vegetables. Sure. Uh, yep. You obviously get the couple jugs of water. Jugs of water would be very important, I would think. Uh, you can get like uh, I've noticed obviously you're, soup. You're missing, yeah. Well, okay. You you were missing something up till that mention. Canned goods. The right. thing you should most turn to apparently, and try to pick ones low in sodium or whatever to be healthy while quarantined. Yeah. But if you can't you know. do that, sodium uh, levels. Well, you might die. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you got to eat some kind of food. Fingers crossed. But also, salt intake is important. Um, but no, so it says mostly to stock up on canned goods. Uh, you can pick fruits, vegetables, all different kinds of things in that world, even tuna. Uh, anything you want that is of the canned variety um, would make sense. Peanut butter, dried fruit, yep. uh, some other stuff, pasteurized milk, maybe even the powder stuff Ugh, if you need I'm it. good. It's, well, it's a move. Get your high, protein shake. High energy foods is a quote that it said too, and maybe food for babies. Uh, if you have a baby, probably go that road. And even if you don't, I guess like the baby food seems to not uh, go bad. So you could have a bunch of that as like a side option, okay. right? Like you get a bunch of the little jars. I mean, I don't know. If you really need to. If you need to. It if, depends on how long. If the apocalypse is here and you're right. running down the grocery aisle and like there's a zombie chasing you, and all like, you can grab is baby food. Yeah. <laughs> I love how many, I mean, if the zombie is like right on your heels, so you can't even turn. Dump it in the backpack, quick. Oh, zombie, I'm fine, man. I'm not afraid of a zombie apocalypse. I will do great things in that world. I'm just sure that I will. Even I'm sure like they'll take Like a 28 days later situation where they're all fast and like crazy looking? Yeah, like the, the possessed, like, well, because there's different zombies. Like there's the, the slow, confused, mm-hmm. and then there's the fast and almost mm-hmm. fully aware. Yeah. And if you're the fast, fully aware... I don't know. I'll figure that out. I'll just have some sort of, like, weapon, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. It'll be fine. Hey, look at that. Uh, I just saw a guy that I know, and I don't know why I just said that out. That's the worst radio thing I ever did. <laughs> Someone waved in the window of the radio station. I'm like, hey, that's a guy I know. Uh, I'm Craig, like, oh. act like you've been here before, man. I know. Act like I've done this radio stuff. I could have tried to wave while not acknowledging it. 
But we had stuff break. So, like, I'm in that mode still. It's like, it's fine. The Adrian shoe repair commercial we did was we great. Crushed. We crushed. You should pull that and send it to him. Well, and I probably missed uh, Brian calling in. If, if regular caller Brian wants to call back, he had nice things to say about the client, too. Maybe right into the commercial break. Right, yeah. <laughs> Maybe interrupt the commercial break to play something from him. <laughs> Here's the live Adrian shoes I did repair. not know they repaired more than, uh, more than shoes. I mean, if you ask, right. you, you shall receive. That sounds great. I have a bunch of things I need them to fix. I got to swing over <laughs> soon. They fix anything? <laughs> is that Le- what it is? Leather goods. Okay. All right. Good. You know, like yeah. things that like clothing products have to deal with shoes and like whatnot. belts and others. Yeah. I yeah. Got you. Okay. I understand. Uh, before I take a break, I got to take a break here in a few minutes. I want to talk about this woman that got sentenced. Um, she's got in trouble legally because she bit the airplane captain <gasps> over a disagreement about her her baby carriage. Wild. So one, if you're like a parent or someone out there. I assume that this would be something that would, you know, ratchet up passion. Sure. If you have a baby carriage and they're not letting you take it on a plane or something, and maybe you should have checked the the website going in. <sighs> That's the recommendation. You know, you know, right? not necessarily something that everyone has access to. And if they have to make you like fold it up and check it, and then you gotta you gotta carry baby the whole flight. Flying solo with a baby sounds oh. like my worst nightmare. Yeah, mine too. Uh, by the way, I think there's a lot of things solo with a baby would be versions that I would never want to take on. <laughs> That's a reality show. We gotta get Craig involved. <laughs> Daily daily tasks. Whose baby is right. this? Oh, no, it's just a doll. Sorry, Craig is not capable oh. of having a live child. Did you have that in a health class where they gave you like a, a fake an baby? An egg. We did an, an egg, egg for a week. Okay. We did a little like uh, electronic baby, and you were supposed to take care of the baby. It would cry and stuff. Okay. It was, it was an awful week of... I think we're missing like the key factor here within this headline is All that right. she bit the man. Yes. Well, no. Okay. So that's what I was trying to get at. What? Well, hold on. So I would assume, and I'm not a parent, so I don't know, 829-2345, feel free to call in. As I was saying, like, ratchet up emotions, right? Like, if they're trying to take baby things, you might get angry. Is it normal for a parent to get so angry they just start getting bitey? Like, that's my question. That's what I was curious about. Like, like, because a baby bites, you know? So, like, it's sort of in line (laughs) with the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the same mindset. Totally, totally. If you're looking at your baby and they're like... hasn't developed, like, motor skills yet. (laughs) Yeah, let's just bite people. Absolutely. Hold on. So that's like even, it's even one of the stages of development. You get bitey. Um, and so I was wondering, like, puppy. If, if your baby is looking at the situation and watching the carriage get taken away and upset and, like, biting the air, do you then mimic the behavior and go straight for the pilot? This is my question. This is incredible. Eight two nine two three four five. I've said this many times to you, Craig. I'm a huge soccer fan, and there's a couple guys in the soccer world that have bit people, that have bit people and have bit, bitten people multiple times. Not the same person. Do they have babies? <laughs> Let me do. Google. <laughs> Luis Suarez children. If he has a baby currently, but he's bitten multiple people, I'm just like, dude, yeah. that's not. Okay. Well, in what world is that a fighting style, mm, folks? By the way, the the actual legal term for like the thing she did wrong, it is chopping. Force, it's forceful contact. Oh, okay. She she took forceful contact in Mike, the wrong direction. Was it was it Mike Tyson the bit? Who yeah. was the boxer? Yeah, uh, 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 Evander Holyfield. Evander, okay, Holyfield yeah, took yeah. a piece of his ear. Yeah, just took it right off. Chomp. But again, this is my question. Uh, I would never usually forgive someone who bit me, but in the off chance that like I was making them mad as a parent, I wonder if maybe there's like an extra layer. Where I have to at least be like, okay, I get it. She bit me, but I was I was trying to take something away from her baby. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's one level of forgiveness, a little bit more grace being given to a woman 
uh, that's got a got a small baby. And that's exactly what the zombie chasing you down the baby food <laughs> aisle is thinking, Craig. He's right. coming in for Just a bite. bite. Exactly. Right. right. You know, fighting styles are fighting styles. Everyone's got their own. But the the zombie, if he bites me one time, I become a zombie. I can't give him a little Craig. There can't be a snack. Because then I have to become full zombie. That's what happens when you're stuck in an airport. Look, you have no idea, man. Uh, by the way, the only <laughs> other person in this entire state, maybe you would do a good job, Jim, the engineer. Mm. If if zombie apocalypse hit WJBC, that's the guy to pair up with immediately. He is, um, I, I believe, a Boy Scout leader. Yeah, I've heard that. But more importantly, he's an engineer guy. I feel like he's going to figure something out. He'll blow a bunch of the zombies up and get us out. He, you, if you don't think engineer first, you should. If you have one in oh, your building, 100%. that's the guy to connect. Okay, good. You always go, I mean, like brains and then brawn, right? right. Come on. Well, you, you're right. So you get a brain guy and then you get a couple. Okay. All right. Yeah. But you need because as one, many brains as you can get. <laughs> and then like, I'll come in. Craig and I are like, we'll, we'll make you laugh. I don't know. I'll try to like <laughs> no, use no, my no. physical force. Hold on. I don't know. I told you that I'm going to get nuts. Everyone's going to be very <laughs> I impressed. Only, I can only imagine the like. The switch would Six flip. months into the apocalypse, and I'm like, you know, out trying to stay alive, and I hear yeah. a rumble in the tall grass. <laughs> oh, no. They're here. <laughs> and Craig jumps out, and he's got, you know, oh, bandana wrapped yeah. around his head. He's imagined to find some tactical goggles. I'm missing an eye, though, probably. Oh, with a great story. He managed to turn a hockey stick into something <laughs> that's clearly not a hockey stick anymore. Right. Betty's behind. She's got a backpack full mm-hmm. of all sorts of delicious oh, yeah. fruits and vegetables, yeah. making sure... Craig's well-fed, but Craig's got a crazy eye, and he's ready I do. to go. No, be, I, there's a lot of military in my family, a lot of Marines, so I think that that switch is just in me somewhere. Cool. It would flip all of a sudden, and then I would be the most intense guy. I would be the kind of guy that, like, during the, the meal where we feel most safe, I spiral into this story you don't want to hear that's way too intense. Oh, here he goes again. Who triggered <laughs> Craig? <laughs> Quick break. A lot more on AM 1230 WJBC. I'd survive a zombie apocalypse is what I'm saying. Time for more Craig Collins-style news on WJBC. That's right. Craig Collins-style news for sure. Uh, John Davies, have you ever been to a Buffalo Wild Wings? Yes. Have you Wings, ever... beer, sports, all the essentials. <laughs> have you ever wanted to just sleep there? Is that, have you ever gotten the notion, to, you know what, I could do this for breakfast tomorrow, and also I don't want to leave. Is bedding provided, or I just got to sleep in a booth? Uh, it doesn't sound like it. So a Chicago Buffalo Wild Wings is going to allow people for the first few days of March Madness Ooh, since, you know... Yeah, that Wednesday through Saturday, baby. Woo! Right. Basketball's Thursday happening... Thursday to Sunday, that's what it is. Basketball's happening all the time. Right. All the time. It's awesome. Right. It, it is awesome. Sports! <laughs> no, it is. And so they said that if you'd like to, for those first couple days, you can just sleep there. You can stay in the Buffalo what? Wild Wings the entire time. You have to submit. You have to request. There's social media-like aspects involved. Uh, everything has to get in by the 12th, so actually uh, fairly soon here. Uh, but if you get all that stuff submitted on time and you get picked uh, with the hashtag BNB uh, dub contest, dubs contest. Okay. So, you know, uh, the... I guess whatever for their company, then you get picked and you get to to stay the night. Did you apply? A couple nights. I have not yet. We should apply. You want to? Do, well, then we have to do the show from there. That's it's, fine. It's weekdays. I, I think that's cool. <laughs> I don't know if like we have the Craig Collins show is low budget. Some of the other programs might be able to get away with it, <laughs> but if I go to them and I'm like, I want to do two days of remotes, like ah, oh, that's outside of your budget. That's outside of your what shows. Nationally, quote unquote, sponsorable situation with Buffalo Wild Wings. Sure. Get Buffalo Wild Wings to like. Pay the board up fees for Blake and Neil to kind of make sure that we're that, okay. That we're here. doing all right. I think okay. Greg, live from Buffalo Wild Wings. Craig, how do you feel about the basketball today? It's great. I wish I could shower. I got to be honest. That's the one thing two days in. Have you done the fiery challenge yet, Craig? 
I've done it several times. How many boneless wings have you popped this afternoon? <laughs> I love those questions. I can't wait to answer them. This is never going to happen. This is never going to be. I can sleep here with Buffalo Wild Wings. That's the Craig Collins version of it. I buy my own wings, not for free. They're not going to be covered by the station. Right. And then I just sleep here and annoy the other hosts. you got to pay the DoorDash fee for them to <laughs> you know, bring them to you again. They're not open in the morning. So you're eating cold right. ones. Like, I don't hate it, but I can do it. It's yeah. fine. That is, that is they my... They gave me ranch instead of blue cheese. Ugh. I just got to live. That's, that's in line with the budget you know, for the show. Wet naps. <laughs> I got to take another break. This is Craig Collins Show. Every Tuesday and Thursday, John Davies from B&Q sits with me, and we get silly for an hour, and then eventually I get, I, well, probably almost as silly, but if, uh, if you like what we're doing, <laughs> I certainly enjoy it. Uh, did I just say certainly? I don't know. I certainly enjoy it. I'll just Brian Walder now weighing in with your WJBC forecast. Rest of today, a light snow. Uh, no, that can't be right. A light shower possible. I read that totally wrong. John's <laughs> laughing already. I read snow. That says shower. I don't know why that That would be terrible. I mean, I just, like, people just veered off the road. They're like, Colin says there's going to be snow. No, there's not. I'm sorry. Got that wrong. Oh, goodness. Other, well, you know, I'm not a weather guy. Otherwise, mild and breezy. Passing clouds this evening and breezy, a low of 30. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and breezy, high of 44. Saturday, sunny and mild, 55. 62. You know what's interesting? I've noticed this. Walder underestimates compared to Puma. I think I need to get them both on the show. I think I need to get Puma and Walder play the, play the conspiracy. on the show. Okay, hold on. All right, you need the Craig conspiracy? Yeah. Let's get this going. The Bermuda Triangle. Aliens. The Illuminati. Is it an inside job? Are lizard people people too? These are all questions that keep Craig Collins up at night. It's time for another Craig conspiracy. Take me to your leader, Craig Collins. All right, I'm going to stand up for it. I'm yeah, I'm, well, no, I'm not on the soapbox. I'm standing. Should I get on the soapbox? You can mean like okay. you kind of are. Well, it's it's now it's a thing. Every time John's on, I get on the soapbox. Weathermen. I've noticed this though, man. Like, cause I get both. Yeah. I'm I'm unique. I think the morning show gets just Puma. I imagine, and the afternoon gets a put. Unless there's a third, is there a third weather guy that I don't know about? I don't know. Or weather. We lady? don't use these guys. Oh, you don't do this at all. Mm-mm, we use our phones. So between two and three o'clock, now that I do, I start at two. I get the Puma to the Walder, okay. and when we move from Puma to Walder, the highest temperature day goes down a few degrees. Ooh. And so I don't know if like they they converse. Like I, I wonder if there's some sort of. I need them both on the show because <laughs> I wonder if like there's some sort of very. Uh, friendly passive aggressive situation there yeah 63 yeah you're crazy (laughs) yeah like walder gets in and he looks at the same forecast or whatever the things they look at are and he's like wow 65 joe huh (laughs) real optimistic this weekend (laughs) (laughs) i see someone's going fishing sunday (laughs) thinking more 62 over here yeah i've never seen it happen it's every day it changes to 24 miles per hour (laughs) you're kidding me 17 at best i'm sure they're a hack i'm sure they're friends but I have now noticed it, and I, I'm in a unique situation to notice. I, it's not even a conspiracy theory. Like, conspiracy. The conspiracy theory is that there's some sort of uh, acrimony between them. <laughs> but the, the truth is that it is changing. It, uh, my temperature goes down between 2 and 3 o'clock. We're going to check did, back in on this in like three weeks. Craig's going to have like an Excel graph. <laughs> if, you, if you check the charts, man. I got strings all across the studio again. Like, uh, what's that terrible Jim Carrey movie? The one where he does, he goes nuts. There's a lot of those. 23. 27 or 20? 23. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's off. Don't watch it. But he does. He saw it, yeah. Fully spirals. Truman Show is only non-comedic role that I like of Jim Carrey. No, that's wrong. You're wrong. You're just wrong. What am I missing? Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, that's a, uh, excuse me. Yes, that's a brilliant Fantastic film. Fantastic movie. Brilliant film. Right. 
Uh, anyway, okay, let's move on. Let's talk Batmobile. You want to talk Batmobile? <laughs> I can do that. All right. <laughs> so Jim Carrey, he was the Riddler in a Batman movie. He was the only good thing in that movie. I don't know. I liked that movie because of its cheesy over the, tri- over the uh, top. I was also like 11 at the time. I know. I, I remember my uncle brought, well, how are you 11? Batman Forever came out. You weren't 11. Oh, maybe even younger than that. Because you had to be younger than re-watching that. re-watching it at 11. I, unless I watched I it. see that in yeah, theaters, Craig. I was 10. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, you didn't. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's what you meant. Yeah. No, I, when I watched it, I was like 11. Oh. Mr. Freeze. Oh, I just... All the bad puns from Mr. Freeze? Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's that... time for you to chill. <laughs> like, that's great stuff, that man. That's an impressive reference. I saw it at 10 in the movie theater. I okay. went to Batman Forever. My uncle took us. A huge Batman fan. Cool guy. Um, I'm, I am a cool guy. Your uncle. Oh, my uncle. Yeah, my uncle John's a great guy. Um, but he took me and my brother, and I remember loving it at 10 but I remember glancing up to my uncle several times and him just being like, this is terrible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that movie itself, like watching it as an adult. It's but, awful. But it's like, it's one of those campy things that you rewatch. It's so bad it's good. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, okay, wait. But let's get back to the Batmobile. So Robert Pattinson is in a new movie called The Batman, uh, which is actually going to be based on a comic called Year One, which I don't want to dovetail too much into it. But it's cool. That's a cool comic. It's about the beginnings of Batman and how he, you know, first figures out all the, I, I don't know, which they've done before. But he fails a lot in the comics. Gotcha. Like the Batman in year one is is bad at being Batman. And so if they actually do that, that'll be cool. Well, have you seen some of the well, – the, this big set release today is that they released the Batmobile, but they've had some stuff that's trickled out. Mm-hmm. Last week they were filming in a cemetery, and he's riding like the Bat Cycle, Ooh. and he fell over. See, okay. So I don't See? know. I don't know if that's actually a part of the film or I if that's so. something like, oh, Robert Pattinson can't even drive a motorcycle. <laughs> I hope it's purposeful, because like Batman would, there would be a learning curve okay. to be Batman, Derp. right? Like there would. You wouldn't put on a suit. I mean, it depends on like what what Batman line you're going down. Man. No, no, Is hold he on. Like training with Razo. Hold on, hold it. See, okay. Even if you train with like assassins and ninjas. You'd still be a human. Like, you'd still, no matter how good your training is, whatever your job is right now, you remember your first day. And if they trained you well your first week, your first month, you still made, like, newbie screw-up mistakes. Batman would make those. Yeah, but it's cool because he's the Batman. (laughs) And there's a montage because this is a movie. What'd you think of the new Batmobile, though? I'll share it on social media, uh, but it's now officially out. It's it's just kind of like a sports car. I love it, but the internet doesn't. I've seen so many fast and furious memes about this Batmobile. <laughs> because if you haven't seen it, folks, it kind of looks like a like an 80s Mustang. Yeah. And maybe like a Stingray. And the back is where the engine is, and mm-hmm. it's very open. But mm-hmm. it looks very, I'm a man. This is a man's this car. Is, this is my car. But it's not necessarily anything over-the-top Bat-like. But yeah. it's black, and it's a man's car. Right. It's it's actually just like a, a Fast and Furious car, as you said, or just any kind of vehicle. There are that, so many Fast and Furious memes about this car. Well, yeah. It's hilarious. Because so even the Tumbler, which was the name of the vehicle. I am a big nerd. Uh, the name of the vehicle. Chris Nolan's the, the Batmobile. Chris Nolan's, like, the best ever. Chris Nolan's best director ever, yeah, in my it's, opinion. Yeah, it's still, I think, uh, wound up seeming like bat-esque because like it's supposed to look like a car for a man who wears a batman costume you're supposed to bat the car up yeah it was a military vehicle and then he put his own spin on it right and then you know like that super cool motorcycle just shoots out of it and catwoman's (laughs) like i'm out of here did i ever tell you that i saw uh, that second movie um uh batman what's that what's uh, the dark knight okay with Uh, heath ledger as the joker uh, amazing i saw it at navy pier at 4 a.m uh the day it came out Four o'clock in the morning, the movie started. Sure. So by the time you get to the the bat cycle, it's like five thirty in the morning. Sun's coming up. Most of us have not slept. 
literal applause. The whole place like got up. Like yeah. those are the people to see those with. Yeah, because they're oh, such, absolutely. They're there's such nerds. There's nothing like seeing a movie directly at midnight with a bunch of people who also want to see this movie directly or, at midnight or four a.m. in a. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, when you're in Chicago, the midnight showing sells out, so it right. goes from midnight and then round two. I mm-hmm. mean, if you guys want to pay, yeah, come mm-hmm. on in. And we were at Navy Pier at the uh, the IMAX theater, so it was just like the best version cool. of everything. Yeah, that was great. I had uh, way too many, uh, 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 oh, I can't think of it, uh, tater tots before <laughs> I started, too, by the way, because we had hit a bar. My friend and I were like, okay, the movie starts at four, like, we yeah. go to a bar first. Right. And then we just, so many tater tots with cheese, man, that part of that night, I could, I wish I could have it back. What's your favorite part about Batman? Uh, tater tots. <laughs> What? I would, I would have a better answer. I'm pretty sure that's not a Batman villain, Craig. Yeah. Oh, he was in my life. Right. <laughs> you better believe it. He struck several His times. sidekick the cheese? Right. Mm, watch out, man. Now, Tater Tot struck several times during the movie. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, I don't think that John saw it, but I, I watched the entire thing. Uh, Nick Walenda. He walked, across a, he walked across a volcano But it wasn't night. live, man. You know? It was live. What are no, you talking about? No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't was live. live. It was pre-recorded. Uh, no, no commercial breaks. They told me, they're like, we're going to do the... Inte- Chris Harrison from The Bachelor. No commercial breaks doesn't it. mean it's live. It was live. It said live in the corner. It's like live. They're doing this now. There probably was a delay on the off chance that the guy falls. That's they can probably get away. But there, it still was was close to live. He walked over. I, I will tell you this. Okay. It took about like 30-something total minutes of, of straight television, no commercial break whatsoever. And that was kind of cool, just working where I do, being like, man, they're really blowing off a lot of... Yeah. But they had said that going in. We only have to pay one guy to walk across the tightrope? Yeah, we can <laughs> skip, skip some commercials. It's fine. Yeah. I, I was surprised there weren't more like live reads while he was doing it. Sure, right. I kind uh, of expected the, some of the those. The tightrope sponsored by CarX. <laughs> well, Nick, even doing them as he's walking across, he'd be like, yeah, and I just want to let you know, my shoes have been brought to me by Adrian Shoe Repair. He's got a Tide shirt on. <laughs> Actually, he did. He did have some NASCAR-esque like, advertising that on his clothing. Sense. That makes sense. Um, but no, I'm, I'm watching it, and like he, he spiraled into... It didn't seem dangerous, and that seems wrong to say. Okay. Because like, the, the video shots over him, where you're looking at the active volcano and like lava... Did like, you get the like, bloop, bloop, bloop I mean, no, at the bottom? You just see the red, a lot of smoke. Okay. It's very smoky. Sure, 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 sure. sure. They, they even had like infrared at one point, so we could see the computer version of the guy <laughs> walking, because you couldn't see the real guy. Uh, that was a thing that happened. Did they ever go into any sort of explanation of, like, if he did fall, this would happen? No. Uh-uh. And That's... I think it's because he would have hurt it. So, like, that would have been rough. Oh, you could hear him? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was wired in. He was talking to just his dad for a majority of it, but then Chris Harrison got on the mic at the end, uh, which, by the way, I thought might distract the guy, like, because it's the last few minutes. No, but I, so I watched it, and it, he seems so good at it now yeah. that, like, it doesn't matter what he's above. And I don't mean to, to make that sound mean. Right. Because, like, Volcano, no one's ever done it. But he's done Times Square and you he know, has. a variety of other things. And I saw people on social media ripping on the fact that he had, like, a little, like, wire attached to him and I something else. I think that was the, the stipulation from ABC. Like, well, you you're, you're going to go over a volcano on television. Like, we're going to carabiner it to gotcha. a wire. Although I wasn't sure. Like, it didn't seem like a really thick one. Like, would it have saved him? I'm just curious. I, didn't, <laughs> I couldn't totally tell uh, why it was there. Uh, but Nick Melinda, he crossed a volcano, first human ever to do it. The gas seemed to be the worst thing that got to him. He had, like, a gas mask on and stuff. Okay. Uh, he said his eyes were burning at one point, which was intense. But really, he just, like, started quoting scripture and singing to himself when he was at, like, the scariest of the moments. Really? Yeah, that's that's the thing what that songs? happens. Any bops? Well, no, I think it was all, like, religious things. I think he was singing, like, hymns. And, yeah. Huh. 
but it still didn't seem like he was losing his balance. There was no moment of like, ah, I'm, I'm almost. Is he going to make it? <laughs> I don't mean to complain. Sure. You know, but no, at the but same I mean, time. Like, how many times can you walk, watch someone tightrope walk? Like it's, Over a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like it's the same thing. Over, he's just walking across a tightrope. It doesn't right. matter if it's right. a volcano or Times Square or, you know, another really tall thing up in the air. So that's, It is what it is. That's weirdly the problem for Nick Willenda. He's so good at it that, like, Can yeah. We spice this up a bit? Like, right. We'll carabiner to this, but, like, do it with, uh, like, a 10-foot pole this time. Or let somebody who's not as good try. You know, like. Team nine it. <laughs> that's what I say, man. And, like, if, if I am going to be saved so I can't actually die, I'm up for it. Like, I'll try it. I'll figure it out. Wow. I would. If, if like, we can prove that I'm not going to get injured, I would do it. And it would be way better television because I would be almost failing from go. Like, from the minute I get up there. Here goes Craig, like, and there goes Craig. <laughs> Folks, thanks uh, for participation, Team 9. Let's go back right. to the professionals. Right. Yeah, no, this is completely uninterrupted television. And we're, we can take a break because Craig's already off the beam. But could we XFL tightrope walking? I think so. I mean, like, could we, like, do, like throw stuff at him and he gets, yeah. like, an additional point for, like, catching stuff? Or well, see, I, well, again, and, like, at one point he whipped his goggles off and threw them, and I'm like, that was, like, uh, a lot more movements than I would have done. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, there's got to be some way to spice it up without him just walking over something more dangerous because the actual walking to him now seems to be yeah, too easy. It's just too easy to do it. What about like time trials? Like, Nick, you only make it across if you beat your previous time. So even though I'm saying it seemed uh, not dangerous, I, I think it still was. Cause Absolutely. His dad, it's very dangerous. His dad was on the other side of the uh, the headset and at one point told Nick to go faster if he wanted to. And I think that was trying to encourage him to get out of like the, the gas and the, stuff. Yeah, the scariest parts. And Nick just blew it off. He's like, nah, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this slow. Um, although I don't think he responded. He said that later to Chris Harrison. But... You know, like, yeah, it, could he have jogged a little bit, made it more interesting? <laughs> sure. He could have. Just like, at some point, I need you to bounce down on your mm-hmm. butt off the rope and then get back up on two feet. Well, yeah. Well, and he was <laughs> and he was complaining that, like, the rope wasn't totally perfect. Like, it what, was twisting and oh, stuff. Oh, it's hot up here? <laughs> well. <laughs> no, I get you. Yeah. But again, man, too, like, him describing that to the audience is only so impactful because, like, the rope just looks like a rope to me. I can't really understand sure. the air. Uh, yeah. But I watched the whole thing. You should get someone from the Gamify Circus to come in and like have you try to tight walk, rope walk. It's not easy. I know I, it's not. I, yeah. I I have terrible balance. I would like to see what his feet look like, not in like a weird he, foot fetish type of way. He but like Ninja like, Turtles him though, like because yeah. they make like a perfect little like hot dog. That's bun what I'm saying, man. Shape. But like, what does it look like underneath? Those have, <laughs> those have seen some things. I don't know. Right? That's a good, right? That's like a, a guitar weird, player's fingers. A, exactly. It's right? gonna like, be calluses. That's a foot. Yeah. Whoa. Lots. <laughs> lots. Of, see, but again, that's why it's more intriguing to have a novice try it because then. Like, there's a lot more at stake. Team 9, baby. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, Team 9 is is a technical team that exists in the XFL. Um, <laughs> just because if you Google it or, like, Wikipedia it, it, it's a team that's listed. But it doesn't actually exist yet. It's like all practice squad guys. But John and I both believe they should start suiting up and playing. And we're on the team. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. We're yeah. getting drafted by Team Yeah, nine. We actually would much prefer to just fire all the current Team Niners and make them much worse players. And the reason why... <laughs> you, me, Blake, Neal. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're good. I think, I think you articulated this. The reason why is like if you think the XFL isn't talented athletes because it's not the NFL, mm-hmm. it is, though, because if they took on average people like us, they would destroy us. 100%. Even, honestly, our arena football team, which, by the way, is crushing it. Yes. Have you followed the first two games for the Midway I Marauders? the first game was like 64 to nothing. It was like 80 to nothing, and then they won like... Like seventy to one, 
And the only reason the guys got one is they returned a, a missed kick the other direction, <laughs> like a point after. It's amazing. 70 to 1. That's, uh, that's some, that's some high-intensity sport right Honestly, there. Honestly, man, I mean, if there's a higher division for arena football, they should probably be moved to it because Agreed. they crushed two of the other teams, and they're, they're coming in town very soon. So I, I look forward to talking to them again. Hopefully I get them back on the show. i got to take a break. I'm behind on breaks. A lot more coming up on AM 1230 WJBC. Before I get out of here, before I let uh, John get out of here, I want to talk about a Lithuanian pilot that uh, was delayed. He's in the air. He's, his plane can't land. Uh, he's trying to land in Germany. He's got an A320 Airbus. So it's a, it's a, big, it's a big thing. Okay. And uh, much like a runner who has like a Nike app and can trace, a, trace an outline, okay. the pilot decided to make a design in the air while waiting to land. May offend some. I'll have to do the best I can to describe it without using some words. But I thought it was funny. I think we all know, folks. We all know. When you're bored, okay. When you're bored, <laughs> you do some things. He's, he's in trouble for it, too, I think. Just a doodle. Yeah. Flight Radar 24 is the people that picked it up. Uh, John Davies just told me about an amazing college basketball player uh, named Snacks. He's, you know, in uh, different athletic shape yes. than, the, than the typical college basketball player. Well, he's technically the Jackson State team manager, Thomas Snacks Lee okay. has been blowing up the internet in he the past has. couple of days. They got him in a game because uh, that's something that happens at the tail end of seasons in, in all kinds of sports is, you know, the guys that don't play a lot, they get a shot. 100%. Um, and he drained a three, man. And he was way beyond the arc. From downtown. Seriously, deep, deep downtown. And the, the whole place goes nuts. And this is actually just proof of concept as far as, like, Team 9 goes because we continue to discuss how maybe popular – a Team 9 would be a team of all less-than-athletic guys. Average Joes. Average Joes. And I think that the, the audience would just cheer for us so crazily like they do for snacks in this video. Oh, my gosh. Because, like, You've you got to see this video. It, it's amazing. The, I think the reason why, though, and it's the reason I also like the contestants on reality shows who seem the most real, is, like, you feel like you could be the guy. Like, you watch Snacks hit a three, and you're like, man, I could do that. I could get in the game. And so you cheer for him because he's sort of your, you know, we could both do this Legitimate one time. spirit animal. Right. You live through these people more so than the guys that just don't look like you at all. Yeah, the, you know, the story in the sport is the relatability, I guess. Right, exactly. Uh, it's, it's very human, uh, very awesome. So I'll share it on my social media. Uh, the video's great. ESPN seemed very thrilled with him. He made their, their highlights, snacks, hitting just a deep three-pointer. He's actually conference player of the week. Yeah, no, I know. That's great. That's amazing to see. Uh, real quick, I, I teased the story about the Lithuanian pilot who drew a thing in the sky while waiting to land. It's a thing that the guys have that ladies don't. Uh, I think that's as far as I need to go. <laughs> but like, this isn't the first time. Like, you know, people get bored. I've I've drawn them in the snow. Like, they're funny, okay. Right? You've like, done it too. It happens. It's Craig Collins show. AM twelve thirty WJBC. Hanging out till five o'clock, and then we got an ISU basketball game. The Missouri Valley Conference tournament starts. Uh, ISU will be playing in that first game, so pregame starts at five. Uh, stick around for that. I have Dion in studio. Dion is from the McLean County Health Department, and we're here to talk about coronavirus, which you've just got to be so excited yes. to come in and do the conversation. Because <laughs> people, I talked about it uh, yesterday, um, and actually it's funny because I remember the first story I found on coronavirus before, uh-huh. I'm going to brag, before it became a whole big thing. I think I found out about it quicker. Oh, you're going to be the hipster? I, I think yeah. so. I think I was a day in front of the news cycle. I'm just going to say. Uh, and I got worried first reading about it because of our lack of understanding it. But as it's become this huge, you know, covered on all the news stations kind mm-hmm. of thing, and we, it seems like we're getting a better and better handle of, of what it is, maybe progressing to the stage where vaccines are in our future, too. 
I've become less afraid of it, and I don't know if mm-hmm. that's smart. I don't know if that's not. Uh, but before we get started, for anyone that somehow doesn't know, what is coronavirus and what is COVID-19? The best how you can explain it. Yeah, um, you, you set me up pretty well there. I just want to say live your life, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Right. But uh, the coronavirus disease is, is uh, known as COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a respiratory illness uh, that we now know spreads person to person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the virus causes um, um, respiratory illness. Uh, and, and the reason why that the cause comes from is from actually the novel coronavirus, meaning that this is a new strain yeah. uh, that has been identified uh, within a humans. But then uh, the virus itself is a large uh, family of viruses that are common in people and many different species of animals. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure um, your listeners and yourself is familiar with uh, with that information. Yeah. Um, but the virus was identified during an investigation in an outbreak back in Wuhan, China. Uh, and you probably recall that back in, I believe it was December 2019. Mm-hmm. So, and then yeah. Craig Collins started talking about it on the air like almost right away. That's- <laughs> I remember I came, I was here um, and we talked about yeah. you know twelve ways to health and we talk about staying healthy, yeah. washing your hands. So yeah. And I I mentioned coronavirus. <laughs> back I was I was so in front of the news cycle and now I want it to be over. I'm you weird. Really were. I'm I'm already in front of the giving up on it too, which will happen eventually too. I, I'm setting the trend on AM twelve thirty. Um, so <laughs> if you were to get sick, what are some of the symptoms um, that might uh, maybe ones that you say go get tested for? I don't mm-hmm. know. Just symptoms to be aware of. Yeah, so um, uh, individuals who have been exposed to COVID-19, you will start to see um, maybe mild to severe respiratory illness. And then actually within the next two to 14 days, um, you may start to have uh, fever. Um, You may show signs of uh, coughs, Mm -hmm. uh, hard of breath, or excuse me, uh, shortness of breath Mm -hmm. uh, and heavy breathing. And, and so what we what we're recommending when you start to see some of those symptoms is to either give us a call or give your health provider a call Got it. And, and share some of that information. Because if you recently travel from uh, the indicated communities where COVID-19 uh, transmission has been occurring from mm-hmm. person to person uh, recently in your travels, and then you're you're also been around someone who may have came from those areas sure. or you have been in close contact with them. We want to make sure that you get in contact with that provider and then that provider will, who is, of course, educated and will take the proper steps to get you the uh, the care that sure. you need. So if we need to get you, you know, quarantine or if we need to get you, <laughs> we need to get you help, we need uh, to get you some vaccine, uh, whatever it, it is, out. we will figure it out from there. So okay. that's, that's the first step. Yeah. And I know that um, what you just described, uh, fever, cough, shortness of breath, that's mm-hmm. a lot of illnesses. But if, if you do have those because of how prominent and in the news coronavirus is, you should take more precaution than maybe you normally would don't just uh blow it off and be like ah it's just the flu or something yeah. like if you have these symptoms it's important um mm-hmm. in saying all that though should we actually be worried about coronavirus being a serious uh threat here in mclean county uh no although the immediate risk for COVID 19 in mclean county uh, is low um now is the time the perfect time to prepare and to plan sure. um and what we mean by that is we've been working with the Illinois Department of Public Health mm-hmm. and Centers uh for Disease Control and Prevention also known as the CDC um to monitor potential outbreaks uh but we're also providing uh frequent updates uh emerging information yeah. um weekly phone calls with the CDC and IDPH mm-hmm. and we're sharing that with our residents um so we're making sure that if you 
are confused how to start a plan um how can you prepare right uh, just not buying food and things like uh-huh. that we're actually sharing some of that resource directly from our social media cool. that we're updating all day tuesdays and thursdays and then you can frequently find that information on the cdc's website as well uh, you lead me to the question uh how does a person how does a school how does you know uh, a company anybody how do they mm-hmm. uh limit the risk prevent um or reduce at least the risk of of covid19 yeah so the uh Prevention measures that we are advising to to everyone, whether mm-hmm. you're a business, uh, a school, is uh, frequent hand washing, okay. whether that's you're singing happy birthday to yourself, <laughs> old McDonald had a right. farm, uh, any song that you can think you know, of. You know a cool one, by the way? What's that? Toto's Africa. Apparently, if you sing just the, uh, the hook of that song... <laughs> And you don't have to sing happy birthday to me. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Just hit Africa and you're good to go. I'm going to try that. You got to play that after this. I will. I'll yeah. do it. I'll do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> now I'm going to go to the bathroom afterwards and I'm going to try it I out. I tested it on air. I think it works pretty well. <laughs> go ahead. Another one is disinfect uh, mm-hmm. frequently touched surfaces, uh, mm-hmm. whether that's at home, work, in your car. Um, just taking those precautions and, and cleaning those surfaces. Avoid sharing drinks. Avoid sharing food. Um, we uh, understand that. You know, there are some individuals who who are hungry, but we want to make sure that you are taking the preventative measures to protect yourself and then protect that individual. And then, of course, stay, stay home when you are sick. Right. Um, I I think uh, in this day and age, we want to make sure that we're we're on work and we're being professional. Mm -hmm. But if you have a cough and you're not sure and you're just, oh, I'm going to, you know, wave it off as the flu. um, That's always just a good sign to just stay home and, and make sure that you are protecting yourself. Be sure to avoid touch your, touching your eyes, yeah. uh, your nose and your mouth. I know just the other day I was like picking at my <laughs> face because I was just kind of like, oh my God, so much information yep. coming out and I got to Once I gotta somebody tells this. you not to, you immediately like the hand starts to go. See, I um, let go of the, the, the nail biting. Right. Like, immediately, go. like right. two months ago, I was like, all right, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to clip or I'm just going to live with it. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> it's hilarious because actually I've seen a lot of that. It's funny you mentioned that real quick because, and I'm going to dive as deep as I can go medically. Mm-hmm. Um, what I understand is that it's droplets say you sneeze or something and you have the virus and those little like saliva droplets land in somebody's hand, mm-hmm. they don't permeate the skin. So you're not going to get sick because a droplet just magically goes through your skin. You have to get it into your body. And that's the biggest reason why, like, mm-hmm. don't touch your face. Don't bring a droplet to your nose, your mouth, any of that yeah. stuff, <laughs> because those are all the entrances, man. Yep. If, you, if you keep your hands away from the entrances, the, you get a little bit stronger of a chance to avoid these things because you're not creating the, the road. Yeah. Um, how can we keep this information, these updates uh, going? How do we stay informed? You said follow you guys. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say um, you did your homework. Yeah, um, you, you know, know what you're I talking did. about. I know. I, thank you. Yes. I, I do want to mention that um, just to add in there uh, that anyone who is is not uh, falling ill um, from COVID-19 to avoid uh, purchasing or, or using face masks, mm-hmm. uh, the face masks only protects you um, right. and other people from getting the germs that you have uh, right. versus the people who actually uh, have been exposed to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can, anyone can find the information at our Facebook page and you can go on Facebook and search McLean Health. Or if you're a Twitter person, you can also search McLean Health as well. Boom. And if you're just not a, a social media guru and you just want to go to the website, yeah. our information is updated on our website at McLean Health, excuse me, health.mclean.gov. Uh, and I know that uh, for anyone that does none of those things, that's like, you know what? The internet scares me entirely. There is a phone number. You can yeah, always dial there, a phone number. Thank you, Craig. You're welcome. I, I, I went right over that. So the <laughs> Illinois Department of Public Health has released a 24-hour, seven days of the week uh, email and telephone number. And that mm-hmm. telephone number is one 800 889 
3931. I'm going to repeat that one more time. This is a hotline. It's 1-800-889-3931. And the email address is D for Delta. I probably shouldn't do that. No, you can do it. It's fine. Yeah. D Delta, uh, P Paul, H Hotel, dot S Sierra, I Igloo, C, C, excuse me, C Cat, uh, K for Kilo, at Illinois.gov. DPH dot sick. At Illinois.gov. That was well done, man. Thank you. And yeah. and, and those uh, are available 24-7 for the public's questions. See, there you go. And we'll probably all be fine. I mean, I, I don't want to say that. I, there, <laughs> it is it is a risk. Uh, people are losing their lives. You yeah. should do an abundant amount of precautions if you can. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, wash your hands for 20 seconds, all that stuff. Toto's Africa. Really good move. But I'm if, waiting for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm packing my stuff up I promise, right now. I promise. If all that stuff works out, man, uh, most of us will probably be okay. So there is some level of trying to ease the public's minds, too, mm-hmm. because, you know, this isn't, this isn't doomsday. This is like Tom Cruise is not going to star in a movie about this. It's not going to be a thing. We'll all get over it soon. If you're washing your hands, you're halfway through. That's a full 10. Got a few more. CDC says 20. Coronavirus free. That's how that works. Do the whole 20 seconds and then you're fine. Uh, And thank you again to Dion for hanging out in studio, giving us a bunch of the the COVID-19 details that you probably still want, you probably still need. Uh, The end result, uh, the highlight of the conversation. McLean County, we probably still don't have to be on high alert, but we should do everything we can, mostly because a lot of those details, a lot of those tips he just gave us also prevent the actual flu, uh, which is a, you know, more likely thing for you to get, uh, <laughs> however scary that sounds, and something that is. Uh, well, not actually, you know, also uh, there have been no deaths here locally from even just the flu. It's still something that you're just as, as risk of getting this time of year. So following all those tips to prevent things like coronavirus really just benefit you even more because they help prevent spreading of the common flu. Uh, before I take a break, I want to talk about a guy in uh, Lithuania. I've, I've got a bunch of Lithuania stories today. I don't know why. Um, whose wife got the illness, got coronavirus, and so he locked her in a bathroom. And really, the reason I bring this story up at all, this happened on February 26th. She had to call the cops. They had to come down and let her out. If you have a family member or someone who gets ill, you, there's got to be a much better approach than this. I mean, I asked uh, John Davies uh, before he left the studio what he would do, and he'd just own it. Him and his, Kind of like if you have kids and they go to school and they get sick, it's just a thing. The house is now going to get sick, do the best you can, fight it. But if someone in the family gets ill, and I'm sure they'd wind up being quarantined or whatever, but don't, don't do what they do there in other countries. Embrace the family member. Let the family member stay a part of your everyday day-to-day. Uh, that's my update for here. i got to take another break. A lot more on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, done with coronavirus stuff. It's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Um, there's a new documentary on Hulu called Hillary. It explores in four different pieces all the different aspects, the career of uh, one uh, former first lady, Hillary Clinton. The reason that I guess it's in the news today and or maybe even yesterday uh, is part of the documentary focuses on Bill. And uh, he did an interview where he spoke very candidly about his affair with Monica Lewinsky. And I think, rightly so, he's been getting a lot of uh, negative reactions, a lot of, you know, uh, people are, are nonplus with the way he described it, um, the, the reasons he gave for ever having an affair with a 22-year-old intern 
in the White House while president of the United States. And I am now quoting Bill from the documentary and saying this is this is how he answered the question, you know, um, why it happened, essentially. Uh, you feel like you're staggering around. This is Bill Clinton speaking. You've been in a 15-round prize fight that was extended to 30 hours, and here's something that will take your mind off it for a while. That's what happened. Uh, essentially, uh, not quoting him anymore, uh, what he was saying is that he has you know, anxiety, he has pressure, he has a bunch of different things going on, great stresses from being the president and or, I guess, whatever actually was going on at the specific time. And this is a way to re- reduce the stress, or at least, you know, take your mind off of it, he continued. Uh, because there, whatever life, not just me, uh, everybody's life has pressures and disappointments, terrors, fears of whatever, uh, things I did to manage my anxieties for years. I'm a different, totally different person than I was a lot of that stuff 20 years ago. That is former President Bill Clinton speaking about why he had an affair with Monica Lewinsky, and even in that last sentence, potentially referencing other relationships he might have had 20-plus years ago with a lot of other women that did come forward with all kinds of you know harassment and or whatever. Um, I just can't believe it. He went on to talk about how bad he felt about Monica specifically and the way her life changed after you know being 22, an intern, and then being all over the news for this. Uh, Bill Clinton said, I feel terrible about the fact that Monica Lewinsky's life was defined by it, by it unfairly, I think. Over the years, I've watched her trying to get a normal life back again, but you've got to decide how to, deter- how to define normal. <laughs> Bill Clinton, a guy that needs a lot of definitions, including the definition of is, um, speaking about the moment he confessed his affair to Hillary Clinton, he said, I went and sat on the bed and I talked to her. I told her exactly what happened, when it happened. I said I felt terrible about it. She said, you have to tell your daughter, uh, who obviously is now a public figure as well. Um, this is hit, uh, Bill Clinton continuing to tell the story. She said that's worse. Uh, that She said that's worse than me, so I did that, which was awful. Uh, Bill Clinton talking about having to go tell his child that he had cheated on his wife. Uh, Hillary Clinton, Clinton, 72 years old, expressed how hurt she was in the documentary. She said, I was just devastated. I could not believe it. I I was so personally just hurt, and I couldn't believe this. I can't believe you lied. Uh, we saw a counselor. Painful, painful discussions. That's all in the documentary. I am surprised that they, you know, I, I, I just am surprised that, that Bill and Hillary Clinton, and it's probably good for them, actually, in all honesty, to keep talking about this stuff, but they'd have, you know, more documentaries, more candid conversations, and that, all these years later, the best explanation from a 73-year-old Bill Clinton would still be, you know, stress caused that to happen. Because as the, as the Internet, as everyone else has kind of reacted to this um, going viral, that's not a good enough excuse, I don't think. I don't think that's going to be an effective form of, you know, this is why the world or my family or anyone should forgive me for what I've done because, you know... I was under a lot of stress. You would think that, and maybe this is such a weird analogy, but I almost want to make it like with the Astros and their cheating scandal or just anyone that does something wrong in life. I think the right response is I did that. I feel terrible for it. And I'm sorry, you know, and and not necessarily throw an excuse. I think when you start throwing excuses or you start trying to avoid parts of the, the blame is when things go rogue on the statements we make publicly. If you make a mistake You should own it. 
You should say that you don't feel proud of it at all because that's human. If you've done bad things in your life, you should never you know, look back on them positively so you can articulate that to the world. This happened. I did it. I feel terrible about it. And, you know, I'm sorry. And that, that can be the extent of the conversation to, to gain more insight and to have that insight go the way of, well, I was under a lot of stress, to me is just, you know, the kind of thing that, whether it's true or not, I, I think by articulating it, you, you seem to be the type of person that feels that that should be understandable. And yet, I think for a lot of reasons, it's, it's not. And so I'm just floored by the fact that this documentary coming up on Hulu has all this content in it. Um, I know there have been whispers, a lot of whispers, about Hillary still wanting to have a political career of some kind, uh, still wanting to come back in the, you know, the world, maybe even to run for something. And I don't know if documentaries like this help or hurt that, although she's certainly the victim. So, you know, uh, the only person that really looks bad in all this is Bill. Um, so I, I'm just surprised that it's out there. Uh, but maybe they're at a time where they're just going to talk about it now. And honestly, we're in such a weird world as far as the content that we all create as radio stations, television stations, streaming services, podcasters, that there's so much more candid conversation than it seems like there ever was publicly. Uh, you know, rappers will go on uh, interviews and say how they try to prevent their daughters from, you know, doing certain things until their their ages. And then you start to feel like, OK, and I'm not explaining that well, but it was a real story that came out. Um, you're, you're like, OK, that seems overprotective. That seems like a dad that's getting too involved in some stuff. And then you got stories like this where Bill Clinton gives you the insight into why he had that infamous affair and he just, you know, stress of being president is the best answer he can give all these years later and not, you know, I am I made a huge mistake and I probably, I, I, I'm not going to speak for him. Anyway, moving on, I was just surprised that content's out there and it seems to have gone viral. I teased this before the break, so I want to pay that off. Uh, there was a study done uh, out of Hong Kong, Hong Kong pet owners were asked first whether or not they they kiss their pet, they hug their pet, like how they interact with the animals in their life. Uh, mostly it's dog and cat people that were surveyed. 49% of people who own a dog allow for the, the doggy kisses in either direction. That's either like, you know, they lick you in the mouth area and or you, I guess, you know, go that direction with the, with the pet. 43% of cat owners say they do something similar. 81% of dog owners will hug their pet, which everybody probably should, and 64% of cat owners will hug their pet. Uh, but this survey goes on to talk about some of the potential illnesses you can get from exchanging anything with an animal, and I've just never been that guy. I've never been a, a doggy kiss on the mouth kind of human. It's not <laughs> That's not a road I've ever wanted, because there, there's no, I don't know, um, am I being insensitive when I say that I don't want dogs and their mouths near my mouths is that mean neil you have a bunch of vets in the family uh no not mean at all i think it's just personal preference okay i, I i'm on the same you know page as you i don't yeah you're not a doggy kiss kind of guy no i don't need them licking me in my face and stuff yeah <laughs> I would love, you know i don't mind if they want to you know come up on the couch right. and you know snuggle up or you know give a nice little pet uh, yeah uh -huh. I, don't need, I don't need the tongue in the face though see yeah exactly and uh, part of the reason why is uh, germs you know what like dogs like they they have very different standards than humans for what they investigate with their mouths, what they, you know, put in there. And I don't want any of that stuff, no matter how good maybe their, you know, uh, systems are at fighting any of the germs. 
to be around me. And is this old? Isn't it like old wives' tale? But I've heard before they say, "Oh, a dog's mouth is cleaner" or something. Is that just like old? And they've I'm, said it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not seeing it here. Yeah, I don't know if I trust that though. I don't yeah. trust that at all. Um, but like hugging an animal, that's no big deal. But I was surprised that 49% of dog owners, at least, uh, I guess this is in the UK and Hong Kong where they did the study, uh, are willing to, to kiss a pet. 49 sounds high. Although I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I know a bunch of people who, an 829-2345, if you're a, if you're a, a kiss-your-dog kind of human, I'd love to hear from you if you're worried about it or not because it's just, it's always been, like, and it, it'll happen. Like, the dog will get super excited and, like, jump up if you have one, and maybe they'll they'll get you. You know, but you, you, I always try as hard as I can to get away from I, those situations. You said 49%. I mean, 49! That, that doesn't surprise me, though. I feel like it's one right, and two. It's right, you know, right in the middle, right? I think right. you're either the person that, you know, doesn't mind that or likes mm-hmm. likes to do that, or you're like the person like you and I who just, yeah, no, we don't right. need that. And honestly, yeah. like, it's, it's within families. Like, I grew up with two dogs and two cats um, uh, all different times of my life, and my brother uh, probably would not be thrilled to have me tell this on the air. But there were jokes like he was another dog because he'd like cuddle with the dogs, he'd play with the dogs, and he'd behave kind of like a dog. And you're like, man, it's like we have three every once in a while because they we they were bigger dogs, and he would wrestle them when he was a little kid. And so, you know, obviously to each their own, even within a family. But uh, I would always make sure that before I interacted with my brother, he would go clean whatever had happened, you know, to him off because that's that's intense. Yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah, okay, good talk. <laughs> I got to take a break. A lot more on AM twelve thirty WJBC. I have a story out of Australia, because I do that. I find stories all over the place. Um, A deaf and blind dog was stopped by police while driving a tiny car. Um, I'm going to share the video because there's video. The cops couldn't believe themselves when they pulled the little dog over, but it's actually, like, kind of cool. Like, they had this set up, and it's a very smart vehicle, and I guess it's one of the ways that the pet gets around, and they just went a little rogue, got out of their own neighborhood, and so the cops had to pick it up. But, like, we need more of these. I think these kind of things for for pets because they're pretty cool. I teased it just before that break. Um, a deaf and blind dog, 15 year old buddy, was found in a shiny black Mercedes convertible, which is kind of cool, uh, driving down a footpath. Uh, this is in Australia. Two police officers found the the dog. I guess it had gotten out of its own neighborhood or whatever. But what's kind of the biggest takeaway of this story for me is the fact that something like this exists. It's a super smart or at least it says smart in the story vehicle, that the dog is now very good at navigating. Uh, Her owner, Terry, Buddy's owner, Terry, is proud of the fact, actually, Terry is also deaf, but proud of the fact that uh, equipment like this exists. Uh, She has a remote control, too, to help bring the the dog back if it it goes, you know, the wrong ways. But it's just a way for a 107-year-old dog in doggy years to to still get around, to still be active, uh, you know, even though she's, uh, or he, Buddy, is getting up in age, and the police officers eventually took photos with it. Uh, the little machine, it went viral on social media because it's awesome. But how cool, like a little Mercedes. Uh, and it's that it's uh, convertible, too, is is really just, to me, an awesome, awesome story. Caller, what's your name? Terry. Terry, what would you want to say? Uh, I got I got two things. All right. Uh, first, on the face mask, they say two things, that they don't work. Yes. And that we need them for health care workers. Correct. Isn't that contradictory? Yeah, I, I, would, <laughs> I would agree that that is contradictory. I think that probably, and I'm just guessing, I'm not a, a health um, person, the reason they might not work is maybe we don't use them uh, correctly. Like maybe we take them off and put them on too often as just individuals and not like health professionals. So maybe that's why, although I'd have to do more research. 
But yeah, I, I would agree that that statement feels weird. What's the other thing? Yeah. Uh, I wonder if the best thing to do would be to wear a pair of light cotton gloves. Oh yeah, like turn turn gloves into some sort of like facial mask and just do it that way. No, just on your hands. And oh yeah, that. sure. I don't. I don't think it transmits on cotton. You know. Well, so so this is and something you might wipe it off. This is something I mentioned to um, uh, Dion from McLean County Health Department when he was in, and this is something I found in my research: the the COVID nineteen, the coronavirus droplets that could come from a sneeze or a cough or anything, they can't permeate skin. So you don't actually need to protect your skin. What you need to prevent them from doing is getting into your body via your your nose, your mouth, anything. So like inhaling a cough is where people obviously get sick. But as far as like protecting your skin, we're washing our hands more to get that those germs off of our hands so that they're not accidentally put into our facial area where we can then ingest them. So that's how you're getting this sickness, and that's why not because it can actually go through your skin. And I, I think if you had gloves, you'd remember not to touch your face. That'd be That's true. That for sure is true. Or maybe just like something that smelled bad, so you kept it away from you. I don't know, but uh, uh, thank you for the points. Thank you for the call, Terry. Okay. Uh, thank you. Bye. Uh, we. I don't know. There's a lot of questions, a lot of information that was coronavirus related, and not whatever the hell I was talking about related. A little kid and a, or a dog, a 107 year old in dog years, 15 in human, uh, driving around in a Corvette, um, a Mercedes convertible. But you know, for anyone out there that's worried about coronavirus. Um, McLean County is still not at risk. And in all honesty, I saw, um, and I, I have to get him on the show cause I know the guy, but, uh, Northwestern's one of their medical professionals. His name is Dr. Robert Murphy. He's also one of the heads, uh, nationally for any sort of infectious disease. He's a great mind in this. I saw him quoted as saying 80% of people who do get coronavirus will have very mild versions of the illness. It's only 20% that are at risk of even having a more serious reaction. And part of the reason for that is just that it's new. You know, it's almost comparing it to when, you know, Columbus came to America and gave diseases to the native people there that they hadn't fought before, and it wreaked havoc in a very simplistic way of explaining it. That's sort of what we have now because this new virus, this new uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, our bodies just haven't fought it before for the most part. So we'll be all over the place with how effective we are at fighting it. But 80% of those that get it will be okay. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. I'd love to have caller interaction uh, for this next segment because it's hard for me to talk about it on my own. 829-2345. Um, Elizabeth Warren has dropped out of the presidential campaigns she's no longer candidate she's suspending her campaign i think is how they exactly say it and i've seen a lot of takes from both friends on social media as well as actually from elizabeth herself uh saying how disappointed people are especially women that there's no prominent female candidate any longer there is still a female candidate in this thing tulsi gabbard is the only person other than joe biden and um uh, bernie sanders that seems to think she's still got a shot at this even though she does not and she has yet to su- suspend her campaign for I don't know what reason. Uh, but Tulsi's still a still a thing, so she's still out there uh, for as long as she decides to be. But truthfully, and Elizabeth is right when she said this, there are only two candidates now. Uh, they're both white dudes. They're 77, 78 years old. As a white guy, um, you know, I don't know if I'm the appropriate voice, 829-2345. So I'd love to hear 
from anyone else uh, that'd like to weigh in on this. But my it's my reaction to to share it because I host a radio show and that's kind of the point of these things. Um, I don't know how to I don't know how to feel, you know, because like, am I personally disappointed that there's not. Uh, you know, a a groundbreaking candidate, uh, Obama being, of course, the first African-American guy to get elected um, and, you know, uh, Donald Trump um, being the current president. And I personally think probably a pretty good chance of him getting reelected regardless of who had come out of the other side. Um, but is it disappointing that there's not a when the Democratic side of this thing started? It was a huge field and the most diverse field in the history of our country for any one side for people attempting to become the president of the United States. They had, uh, there were several prominent uh, female candidates. There were several prominent minority candidates. Um, so now that those things don't exist, it's essentially what I guess some people are saying we've seen before, you know, uh, guys, white guys in their 70s. is. But at the same time, though, and this is where, see, I'm so scared to dive into these waters. As a white guy, you don't want to. But then, like, I, I hope that the way that we all vote is people, and I can only speak for myself no matter what side I'm voting on, uh, is you vote for the best candidate. And so if the reason that Elizabeth Warren did not advance any longer, the reason she didn't collect enough delegates, and the reason she's not, unfortunately uh, for her uh, this year, uh, going to get to move on and attempt to be you know, the first female to be president of our country, there's no reason that a female can't be president, by the way. like, uh, Not that that needs to be said. No one needs to say that. But I'll just say it to make sure that I said it during a segment like this. There's zero reasons. There's no, you know, differences. There's nothing. <laughs> Anyone that has the best ideas should be able to have a shot at being our president. And at least in my opinion, on both sides of the aisle, uh, President Trump, uh, he found a huge base of supporters and followers that were probably underserved. And I do use the word followers on purpose because both him and Bernie Sanders appear to have something that goes beyond a typical political supporter. It goes all the way to a follower. Um, and those ideas, those, you know, maybe things they tapped into that they're sharing that so many voters connect with on both sides, very, you know, extreme at times sides, but both sides is why they are effective candidates and why they are still in the running. Um, and again, as I said, you know, I think it's probably going to go a certain way. And then Joe Biden feels like a familiar person it's you know it's not his fault that he was the vice president during the president of uh during barack obama's years in office and it's it's not his fault that maybe voters are more familiar with him than anyone else and also just candidly even though i think you know <laughs> again however much i might not agree with all the the thoughts coming out of the debates on the democratic side of things elizabeth warren probably won several of those debates if not pete Buttigieg. And both of their campaigns are suspended uh, as of Super Tuesday. I get how disappointing it probably is. I get how, you know, especially for her. And I think uh, she was quoted as saying she's disappointed. Um, let me find the exact quote. Um, Elizabeth Warren, while talking about her campaign and suspending it, et cetera, her voice cracked, according to this coverage. And she referred to the promise she had often given to young girls on the campaign trail about becoming president. She says that's going to be hard. Uh, I take those pinky promises very seriously. I guess she was making pinky promises with with some of the the young girls that she met on her campaign trail and she said one of the hardest parts of this is all those pinky promises and all those little girls who are going to have to wait four more years for someone to break the barrier uh there and again uh, as i read all this it's it's hard to to know what side to be on so i can only give my own thoughts as a as a 30 something 
white dude who's seen several people that look like me become president of this country, uh, 829-2345. I'd love to hear from you. I, I'm disappointed uh, that that, you know, truth that she said is a truth, that that there aren't more. Uh, was, <laughs> I just paused before I chose what word to say. More successful candidates that are, you know, from groups that haven't been president yet. But I, I, at least me, my reaction is she didn't run the best campaign. She, she just didn't. I don't. I hope it's not sexism. That's what caused this thing to happen. I hope very much it's just Bernie had a base. Bernie ran years ago. I mean, talk about right now. If you look at the Democratic side, the two most well-known candidates going into this thing are the two people that are left and Tulsi Gabbard for whatever reason. But the two people who are doing the best and now have the best shot. And Barack Obama, years ago in 08, when he had a successful run to the president of the United States, you know, he was an unknown, but he, just like Bernie, just like Trump, uh, Trump, by the way, in 16, was of his own party, the guy no one thought would ever be successful. No one thought that he could, you know, become more than just a celebrity guy that was running for president, and he tapped into a voice that existed in voters that they weren't hearing, and then they heard it, and they followed the guy. Bernie does that on his side of the aisle. Biden, I don't think he does that. I don't know what Biden does. Uh, But he would have been a well-known, very prominent person out there. So, you know, (laughs) my mother just texted me, Mom, I'm not going to read that. I get it. You don't like the Democrats at all. You don't like any of the choices on that side. Uh, But either way, you know, I've seen the narrative emerge that to some extent, People in Warren, maybe why she fought um, suspending her campaign more than anyone else did. I mean, Pete Buttigieg uh, did it days ago, even though he had the most delegates beside Bernie and Biden. And actually, that was before Biden actually had as many as he had. Uh, So Pete Buttigieg suspended his campaign. And then following suit, you know, um, there were other suspensions of campaigns in that lane, the more conservative, the more uh, middle of the road conservative lane, not the very far left one that is Bernie. Elizabeth would have fallen on the far left. I'm also surprised she decided not to endorse Bernie. She said she'll wait and think about it more before endorsing someone. That, to me, was was surprising. And again, I don't know how all this lands. I don't know where it all goes. But just because there's a bunch of guys in their 70s who are the only guys, only people standing right now to, to be the next president of the United States doesn't necessarily mean that voting was done because of that, that the people voted because it was a white dude. But at the same time, uh, I would love to hear other voices, 829 2345, because I get that my voice is a complicated one. Joe on AM 1230 WJBC, Linda called in with some thoughts on what I was just talking about the candidates who are still in the running for president. Um, Elizabeth Warren seems to be upset that it's all white dudes. Um, uh, Linda, what do you want to say? I don't care if they're green. That don't matter to me as long as they can do the job. That's sure. what counts. Sure. But yeah. The two that are running now are both as crooked as the day is long. <laughs> My whole life, I never voted, but when it came down to Hillary and Trump, sure, I can't stand Hillary. Yeah. So I knew I had to vote against that woman. So lo- that's when I registered and voted. Linda, so a lot of people, a lot of people agreed with you. You know, can I ask you this as a woman? Um, are you disappointed that there's not a female candidate? Uh, this year, or even in the past, who's become president? Are you disappointed in that? No. I okay. think that one that just stepped down, she should have kept her big mouth shut. She might have gotten further. Elizabeth Warren? Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Well, she seemed to think that she was in the middle uh, as far as uh, 
Bernie and Biden go, and she's just disappointed about it. But thank you, Linda, for calling into the show. All right, honey. Thanks. I would not consider her in the middle, by the way, although as a millennial in my 30s who still has a student loan I'm paying, the fact that she wanted to executive order student loans away, I didn't hate it. But I know how it was probably a bad policy, and it's not something I was going to vote for. But at the same time, man, like, uh, you know, executive order day one, no student loan. Hey, uh, for my age group, that was that was a heck of a campaign strategy to maybe uh, make us a little bit more likely to support. Uh, but anyway, we're down to just a few candidates left. It is what it is. Um, I saw this story totally switching gears that I like a lot, and i got to take a break in just a second. Uh, but these cat owners of this cat named Ziggy uh, here in the United States were complaining that their cat got too cuddly. I guess it would, like, anyone who sat down, immediately the cat would hit your lap and wouldn't get up. If no one was sitting, the cat got desperate enough to, like, crawl on people's bodies, hang off of your arms, whatever, just to be around human touch. So what did they do? They created a first-of-its-kind thing, a, a fake lap, or a lap hack is what I guess they were calling it. They put a, a warmer under this, like, pair of pants that they filled with a, a cotton and so it felt like a warm lap. They put like a pillow where the stomach should be. They even put shoes on the thing. It's on social media. Hilarious photo. It worked. The cat snuggles with it all the time. Ziggy leaves humans alone and just snuggles with its fake lap. That is a great story. I'm only here for another 20 minutes or so. A uh, shortened show for me today because you got ISU basketball. The Illinois State Redbirds will be taking on Drake. Uh, pre-game starts at 5 o'clock. That's going to be a fun one because uh, ISU could make some noise. You know, um, yeah. Did they have the season they kind of wanted to have in the regular season? No. But that's what college basketball playoffs are all about. They're fun. Uh, if they win tonight, they get to play again tomorrow. If they keep winning, who knows? All bets are off. Um, and even though it would be kind of chaotic for us to figure it all out, it's okay. It's fun uh, to watch it all go down. So hopefully uh, it's a good result this evening. That will be your way, starting with pregame in just a, a little bit here. Do you have a bookshelf? Um, how many books do you own, Neil Doyle? Do you have a lot of books in the house? Uh, I have a few cookbooks. Okay. But that's hey. kind of the extent. Not enough books to have a full-on shelf then, huh? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, for anyone that does, uh, I love this new survey out. We have a bookshelf in the house. I don't know. We collect books over time. I got really into psychology. I studied it before I shifted to communications. So, like, that's, that's part of the reason. But then there was just, like, so many interesting threads you pull you read this one book, and then someone suggests another one. So I have, like, a lot of uh, psych books at my house, and there's no system to how they're organized, by the way. Like, you put it where it fits. It's like Tetris more than, like, going to your local library. Uh, and that's common for a lot of people who have books in the home. It is very unlikely for someone to have a bookshelf that has any sort of level of organization. About half of all people, guy and or, and or girl, because the study uh, split us up, uh, 45% of men, 41% of women, no organization whatsoever. Just put them there. And maybe it's similar to, like, CDs and stuff back when they were a thing. Uh, there had to be something you had to organize in the home at some point. Did you ever get, like, full-on system about it? Or was it just, like, put that here because it fits next to this one? No, nah, I would just kind of put it away where right. it fit. Yeah. Me too, man. Uh, even when you had, like, do you remember, uh, well, maybe you're too young. I don't know. Uh, did you ever have, like, a case of CDs for when you would drive around? Uh, yes. Like we, a zipper case? Yes, we would. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those were fun. Uh, there was no system there either, man. Like, you just stuff stuff in, and the things that would all get to the front were the things you were listening to the most, and then you just, like, kind of run through it as you can. But there are people who are outside of those. I had a friend who was very specific about where the CD goes back in the case if you were to, to put one back for them. Uh, by genre is more common than anything else. About 23% of people asked that did not just have mass chaos in their bookshelf, organized it by genre. 
And again, I don't know if I have enough genres to do that. Uh, but we have we some Harry Potter books. I we could I could try. A uh, size was next most, which I just love by the way, because like a library would never do it that way. The big books are in the back. The small books are in the front. Figure it out. But for like a home bookshelf, it makes sense. You put all the big ones on like one one le- level, I guess. Right? Oh, this is how we would do it. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, because you like you're eyeballing it. Right. You're not really trying to make it so people can find them. Uh, by author, 11% of people would do it alphabetically and by author. 8% would do it by whether or not they'd read the book. So they have the I did not read yet on the top and the everything you did read on the bottom. Uh, 3% were alphabetical and by title, which is just an intense amount of work. 2%, I love these people, color. Just like these books look like the same as these ones. So I got the purple section. I got the blue section. That's awesome. And then 2% who probably fall into the first category had no idea if their books had any sort of organization to them. Uh, men are less likely to be in any of these categories, about three or four percentage points different than women across the board. But really, we just are less organized humans, right? Or I've met a lot of very organized dudes in my life, so I'm not trying to be you know, full-on like men can't organize things, but I've, I've never met men who rival the women I know who are more organized. I had a roommate in college. Now, it's not books, but he was a big movie buff, okay. so he would collect like DVDs. Like he had, I don't even know how many. Nice. Enough to fill like two or three not huge bookcases but decently sized and he had them in his room and he would alphabetize them all of them <laughs> so it's amazing yeah it was pretty wild he was very you know organized like that so we would mess with him all the time yeah and when he was at class or wasn't home we would move like four or five of them and it was crazy because he would get home he'd be home for like 20 minutes take a look and he would just know <laughs> like he would he would walk in he'd look at his would he his get mad sh- he, well, at first he'd be like, "Really?" And, really? And that? No, he didn't really care. But okay, we did it a bunch to kind of when we first all were living together, and it yeah. was just funny. And then it was like, okay, kind of tapered off. So see, no, these are the kind of things. Like if he had reacted more, you probably would have done it more. Yeah, but probably. These, these are the kind of things you got to control. That is a lot. I hate borrowing. I don't hate's a strong word. I dislike borrowing things from people like that because you never put it back in the right spot. It's always going to be wrong, man. Moving forward, you're never gonna. You know, like, I, I don't know. I like the chaos version because then you can just toss it back in the pile and no one seems to care. He was very organized. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Uh, do you consider yourself an organized gentleman as well then or no? Uh, for the most part. Got it. Like, yeah. I mean, I try to be. No, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's an order to the chaos is a is a way I like to argue often. Like, I, I know where everything is. That's all that matters. I'm the only one who can figure it out. Uh, before I take a break, like I said, we got basketball coming up in a little bit. I got a couple breaks I got to take, though. Uh, people are really disturbed by a Lego character from the Winnie the Pooh set. Uh, if you had to guess which Winnie the Pooh character was most likely to be upsetting people when turned into a Lego version, where would your mind go? Hmm. I mean, it's not like, is it? It's not Pooh or Tigger or something, is it? Well, no, it's not. Those are a couple of the I, options. Yeah. Rabbit, Owl, Piglet, Eeyore. Those are the other options. I was going to say Eeyore, maybe. Piglet. Really? Apparently the Piglet character, and I looked at it, maybe I should share this photo on social media, it kind of looks like it's a human mouth Hmm. and like a pig's mask. So people think it looks more like a serial killer than an actual cartoon character. And you got to double check. you got to look at it because there is a level of why does this one not look as fluid as any of the other ones? And since Piglet's the most innocent of the characters on that TV show, you got to suspect something, you know? Like, he's the one that could turn, the one that could be a much meaner person than we know, 
and it could all just be for show. So people are very upset with the Piglet Lego character. Yeah, maybe as they were making it, they're like, oh, we forgot about him, and they had to just <laughs> do it really quick, and right. it uh, didn't turn out. It really does. There's like a circle where the mouth is, so it really looks like he's got a Piglet mask on, and he's not Piglet. BC. Just a few minutes away from ISU basketball here, uh, the Illinois State Redbirds will be taking on Drake in the first game of the Missouri Valley Tournament, uh, Missouri, Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. If they win, they keep going. And it might be exciting. Uh, Dick Ludke has the call. Legendary Dick Ludke. It's going to be awesome. Uh, stick around in just 10 minutes for that. Um, I have a judge's ruling kind of thing. 829-2345. I'd love to get someone else's opinion on this. Neil, you're going to have to weigh in on this too. Because uh, I think that there's there's obviously a jerk. So there's a, there's a subreddit um, that I like to go to every so often. It asks a simple question. M-I-V. And I'll replace the word it actually uses with jerk. And then it wants people's opinion, like who is the mean person in this situation? Is it me or someone else? So a girlfriend went there to complain about her boyfriend. Are you ready so far? I'm ready. Okay. So the girlfriend said that she moved in with her boyfriend, and they had decided very progressively to split month, uh, split rent, split utilities, split everything. And I guess they were renting a spot from her boyfriend's mom. Have I told this story on the air before? I hope I, I have not. I don't think so. Okay, good, because I've been talking about it a lot off the air. Um, so they're, they're renting this spot from mom, and the boyfriend tells his girlfriend that it's 800 bucks a month. So she's paying 400 bucks for all the utilities, everything. Accidentally, I guess, to the, to the boyfriend's detriment, the girlfriend winds up in a conversation directly with Ma and asks about, like, you know, something, somehow. I don't even know, because it couldn't have been direct. It had to be organic. But mom mentions how she's happy that she only needs to charge 200 bucks a month total for all the like utilities, rent, everything. So the boyfriend made up a number hmm. that was three times, like four times as high. This is a huge difference. And then not only was he using 200 of the 400 from, from the girlfriend to pay it, he was keeping the extra $200 to maybe pay for expenses as they went out and stuff. She actually asked with any level of sincerity to the people on the Internet, who is the jerk, me or the boyfriend? The answer is quite obvious, in my opinion, I think. The boyfriend. Oh, very easily. You got to break. This is an immediate breakup. This is take all my things out of the house when he's not there and leave him some sort of nasty note uh, at best or maybe even a receipt for a return on the the months of rent because she'd been living there for a little while and had no idea that, you know, rent was totally different than what she was this is so i can't even fathom why you do it and it, you know right because it's his mom leasing it out to him right and so you would have to think okay i can do this if i know that my girlfriend and my mom are not going to have like any type of interaction any, any. but it's like if, right. if they are it's like th- that is i'm a screwed crazy move yeah uh caller what's right, your name yeah, that's bad. it was brian brian what do you want to say I just, I think that guy's, that guy's crazy. Like, he's got, he's got a set on him, you know what I mean? Like, Look, wow. I, I mean, obviously he thought, as Neil just said, that it might be, like, the perfect crime. Like, he might get away with it, because if he can keep the mom yeah, and the girlfriend gonna, separate. Like I said, you know he probably took her out to dinner a couple times on her own money. Had yeah. a really good night. She's like, oh, I love you. He probably had some really, yeah. Wow, what a jerk. So the story gets a little bit better. Uh, the girlfriend then wrote how the confrontation went down. She goes home, she confronts the boyfriend, and he says, look, at first denies, 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 you know, because you got to stick to your story. Then when he eventually is forced because of the mom to, to admit it, he goes, well, you know, it's kind of like a finder's fee. If you ever use an apartment service to find an apartment, you got to pay one month's rent as a fee. So he goes, really, what I did, I found a place for you with me, and then I charged you a finder's fee, and that's, that's all it is. Now it's over. I'm glad you brought it up. I forgot. Like, now we're done. And I, I think they I might still be together. Go ahead. 
I think uh, you keep saying that if ISU gets uh, a little, if they win tonight, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. I think even if they lose, it's going to be exciting because you might have a new member to the coaches show next year. <laughs> okay, that is that's an interesting take. Thank you for that, Brian. Uh, I'll talk go to ahead. you later, bud. I don't want to I don't want to weigh in it there at all. If they win, you know that's exciting because we like to see the Redbirds win things. <laughs> Man, sometimes these calls go rogue. My mother texted that uh, the boyfriend should be taken to Judge Judy. The girlfriend should take him on the show. Actually, very soon it will be called Judy's Justice because she's walking away from one show to another one. So this is a great first case for Judy's Justice. I'd love to see how this plays out. you got to get a full refund. Like, not only you break up, full refund of, of all the money that was over and, and beyond. And then you got to go to 100 bucks, not 200 So you're getting back 300 a month, however long it is that you were paying. Right? Yeah, I feel bad for this girl. I, I, I feel terrible. And more importantly, that she's the kind of innocent, sweet human that still has to go to a subreddit to ask who the jerk is. Yeah, like that's kind of wild she's, as well. Right. She's been convinced by this guy that somehow she could be the mean person. Uh, a couple more quick stories, and then i got to get out of here. Uh, like I said, basketball coming up in a few minutes. Um, Airbnb did a new study, uh, and it was kind of an interesting result. They found, they were trying to figure out why some hotels, some uh like hotel-esque things, Airbnb, you rent people's homes and you stay in them like a hotel, um, why they were more popular than others. Like why was this one that had the same cost, same fees, doing way better than this one? Uh, they found that a lot of people will rent an Airbnb based on the attractiveness of the host. Not even if, like, say, I'm a guy and I pick a girl who I find attractive because maybe you want to meet them, but even, like, uh, the, the sex you're not attracted to, just the assumption that it was of better quality because the person living there was better looking. How crazy is that? I mean, I've done the Airbnb before. I mean, yeah, you look at the picture of the person renting the place. Out, uh-huh. I'm more, you know, looking at the reviews, right. what other people thought, what you know, what's there, more the place. I mean, then then how attractive they are. Yeah, I don't think I'm. I looking will be. At that. I will be fair though. Like if they look totally disheveled, like if the profile picture they took looks like they just took a mugshot, I probably would move away from that one. Yes. But other than that, like I had. Apparently, if you do Airbnb, if you'd like to improve the results of your listing, just take a fancier photo. Maybe even get a relative to take it for you, although that's probably... Can you catfish in the Airbnb world? Is that a thing you can do? I'm sure you could. Okay. I don't know if you. I don't know. That's a, a dating term for if you trick someone into making you think they're better looking, but they're not actually dating you. They're just renting your home. All right. I got to get out of here. Uh, one last break coming up in just a few seconds. After the break, we will go straight to basketball. Uh, Dick Ludke on the call for ISU Illinois State Redbirds against Drake. Uh, if they win this one, they keep going in the Missouri Valley Conference. I want them to go because I have tickets to Saturday. I want them to be there on Saturday.